Life Audio. Welcome to the March or Die show today. Glad to have you joining me. Looking forward to an incredible conversation with my guest today, and we're going to jump into that in just a second. Before we get there, however, I'm going to ask you to do two things. Number one, if you are not yet subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe wherever it is you are listening from. There's a place for you to subscribe, so go ahead and do that right now. The second thing would be after you subscribed share this out with someone else. You know someone in your life that needs to hear this conversation. And uh, I ask you to do that for you. I ask you to do that for them. But I also ask you to do that for me. The more folks we get on board, the more content that we can produce. And uh, I'm excited to be able to share that with you. So please go ahead, check it out, subscribe, share it out. And uh, we look forward to what God will continue to do with this. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Show. I'm excited to have with me today my guest, Nick Vujicic. And uh, we had already had the opportunity to talk today, and it's been fantastic. And I'm going to talk more about that in just a second. But on this show, we always discuss this topic broadly. What is it to march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die? If you've listened to previous episodes, you can go all the way back to episode one. I've talked about where that came from. But when you find yourself in those firefights of life, I've told my story, but when you find yourself in those times of life where the mortar rounds are falling around you, that machine gun is spinning your direction, and you don't know what to do, you think you have a thousand different decisions you can make, you don't, you have two. You can decide to stay where you are and die, and many people do, emotionally, relationally, spiritually, they stay where they are, but make no mistake, that's a decision you make. You're so overwhelmed with life, you see the obstacles in front of you, you find an inability within yourself to continue moving forward, so you kick it into neutral, you say, here is where I'm going to be. A lot of people who are living that death inside look like they have it all together. Uh, they're going to their jobs, they're doing the things they need to do, but they know they're not making any meaningful progress in their life toward what God has created them to live and to do. The better decision is to march. And I love marching because it's simply putting one foot in front of the other. You don't know exactly where you're going to end up, but you will, one step at a time, get out of the kill zone, get to a place where you can better impact the enemy. That's always the better decision, but it's a decision you need to make. And Nick, um, 
man, this is really, as I think about your story, this is your story. It's the decision to move forward when it would be easier to say, you know what, I don't have to move forward. And I'm so thankful for what you do, for what your organization, your ministry have done, continue to do, the partnership that we're going to have with Mighty Oaks. And uh, it's all amazing. Um, Maybe we can start there. Talk about life without limbs and what you guys are doing. You're changing the world. Yeah, 20 years ago. First of all, it's an honor to be here with you. And thank you so much for having me. And hello to everyone watching or listening. Uh, It is my privilege to share about how um, Life Without Limbs 20 years ago was really birthed from me marching forward into the conviction and calling that God basically said, you can reach the world for my name's sake, I've called you to do so, but you still need to say yes. And you have to say that yes. And at that point, first of all, for my own soul, I, I asked God to come into my life. And I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, rose again, and made my spiritual redemption seal my yes to God for that, for my own salvation at age 15. At age 17, the janitor cleaning the toilets at my high school saw me do a quick speech in front of everyone at the school. And he's like, you're going to be a worldwide speaker. And I'm like, you're a crazy old man. No way. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> janitor, no. I want to, I wanna, you, know, right. you know, arrange your first speech. I'm like, no, nah, man, you're crazy. He finally uh, convinced me to do it. That's awesome. He just got annoying. He twisted my arm. I said yes. And I got in front of these five <laughs> students. And I just shared my heart. I, I was not convinced I had a story. Yeah. No way. But I just shared my experience, and people started crying. It was amazing. Here I am as a 10-year-old, we'll get into that later, attempted suicide because I didn't feel like there was hope. But here I am now um, talking about hope. After I found Jesus, found my own walk with God, peace with Him, strength because of Him, purpose to live for. Um, And now I'm able to realize today When you don't get a miracle, you can still be one. Mm, And so at age 19, I said, yep, I'm going all in. I want to be a minister of the gospel. I want to travel around the world, be your hands and feet. I want to be the general in your army to stand in front of the gates of hell and redirect traffic. I don't need arms and legs for that. Mm. You have my yes. And so from that day on, started traveling around the world. I was in Australia, born and raised, moved out to America in my very early 20s. Started Life That Limb is a nonprofit organization uh, that is now based in Dallas, Texas. And as a U.S. citizen, uh, the veterans and PTSD and families affected with uh, all these issues are very close to my heart here in our country. Um, and we, my wife, four kids, will do everything we can um, to go and let other people know that no matter what brokenness we have in our heart, that we have a champion. His name's Jesus Christ. Right. He can heal your broken heart. And if you can use a man without arms, legs to be his hands <laughs> and feet, then God can use any willing heart. And uh, in 2022, Life Without Limbs, not only have we traveled up until that point to 77 countries, preached the gospel to hundreds of millions of people worldwide, I've had the privilege of meeting 23, 24 presidents of nations. Oh, and uh We've seen over 1.1 million decisions for Jesus Christ face-to-face in 3,500 events in 77 countries. And so we're so thankful for our ministry, LifeOutLimbs.org is the website. And uh, we now in 2022, we're so glad to meet you and Mighty Oaks Foundation because our ministry is not just telling people about the truth. 
but it's meeting people where they're at. Right. So the Champions for the Broken Hearted series was formed in 2022. And so each month we were choosing a topic. And our team, obviously, every November, yep. Veterans Day right. on the 11th and, and many other you know, holidays or, or yep. um, reflective times to honor those who sacrificed their all for our freedom. And we really, really thank everyone um, for their service. But we as a ministry is like, well, how can we reach – Veterans. How can we reach families of veterans? And so, um, uh, on 11th of November, uh, Veterans Day being on the 11th month, lifewithoutlimbs.org, uh, you can check out the series of the Champions of the Broken Hearted. And Veterans is our November topic. That's and awesome. so, we were so blessed to have an interview right here. Right here. That's going out to everyone <laughs> yep. to let people know about what's going on. Yep. Uh, in our country, but how Mighty Oaks Foundation is really being the answer of meeting people where they're at and their families and all the programming and resources there. So we're so blessed to be partners with you and thank you so much for what you do for everyone. And I love being on this podcast. I've listened to a couple of your episodes and I'm like, I love this man. So, so glad to meet (laughs) you face to face. Well, it's awesome to be with you and um, love you as well. I mean, the what you do and the people that you have reached and the clarity of your message. And I'll say this about the way that you communicate. No one can listen to you speak without understanding that Jesus Christ is the answer. You're so clear on the gospel. And I think that's what makes you uniquely you and so powerful. And I'm so grateful for that and the opportunity to be able to be connected. And, and uh, I'm very excited about it. Um, one of the things that working with veterans I have learned is if a person has a particular type of struggle, it's easy to fall back into this place that says within yourself, no one knows what it's like to be me. My struggle is so unique. And something you do a great job of communicating is we all struggle. Struggle is not unique. You're not special in the sense that you're having struggles. You're, You're human. That's part of being human. But again, many people listening to this might say, well, he has his struggles, but I have my struggles. Can you talk about some of maybe your early struggles you talked about when you were 10 years old and how those things led to a place where you finally did understand what it was and why it was important to have a relationship with Jesus Christ? That's a turning point we all have to have, and yet a lot of people disqualify themselves from that. Yeah, look, Jeremy, uh, before I get into my own struggle, you know, as we've even covered various topics of abuse, one in three girls in America have been sexually abused. One in five boys by the age of 17 have been sexually abused. I can't imagine being sexually abused. Human trafficking, I've met rescued human traffic victims. We were in India rescuing two in one night from victims. So it's like, I can't imagine that. You can't imagine limbless. I can't imagine. Again, I I always tell people, I never tell anyone that I understand what they're going through. And there is no hope in comparing each other's sufferings. Sure. Right. Broken pieces are broken pieces. But we all go there. Do we not? No one understands what I'm going through, which is valid because you could tell me everything you've gone through. I can tell you everything I've gone through. But guess what? You're still not going to still understand how it felt. And even if you, for you. did, yeah. for me, right, right. even if you did, right. you can't heal my heart. That's right. And so yeah. the end of that T intersection is Jesus is the only right. one who knew, who knows, who can heal because he knows how it is 
to be on the cross, mm. where even his father turned his face away. Mm. He knows how it is to be persecuted, beaten, killed. Yep. Um, and that's the hope yep. that we have, yeah. that, that he is the one, he is the healer, he is the redeemer, and he is compassionate. Yep. Never did Jesus do a miracle without compassion. Mm. And my whole victim card was, there is no compassionate God. Yeah. Period. Uh, 70 million human traffic victims today. 25,000 dying of starvation today in 2022. Where is this compassionate God? If he can do all things, then where is he? And so for me, I was born in a Christian home. I'm not Christian because of Christians. If you're a Christian because of Christian, you're not going to be Christian for long. <laughs> right. There yeah. are many people who say that I'll never be a Christian because I know Christians. But that doesn't change who Jesus is and what he offers <laughs> right. for you, right? I know a lot of Christians too. That's a good argument. Uh, 100%. Right? <laughs> and it's like, really? That's Christian? Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't want that. Hypocrites. And so not every Christian though is a hypocrite and anyone representing someone wrongfully, Jesus Christ, representing Christ doesn't change who Christ is mm. and what he offers for you. Right. For me, though, I went head to head with God. Mm. I know that sounds impossible, but uh, in my own childish childhood mind, I looked at the sky yeah. and said, I hate you. Mm. You're unfair. Mm. Either you don't exist or I actually will hate you until you tell me why. Yeah. And we, we get caught up in the why. And it's in the silence of the not knowing of the why that it's in that silence where we kick that gearbox into neutral and say, see, I didn't deserve this. Yeah. I didn't choose yeah. to be here. Yeah. This is not my fault. Or neutral this was my fault in maybe your circumstance, thinking that it is your fault. Yeah. Sure, there are things that we could have, should have, could have, would have, if I only knew, blah, 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 blah. I'm not trying to get to your specific brokenness, but for me, it was out of everyone's control. I was born into the world, didn't choose to be born without limbs. My parents said, God can do all things. I prayed for arms and legs. Arms and legs didn't come. Now, today I have a pair of shoes in my closet just in case he gives me <laughs> arms and legs because I've seen miracles and right. I believe in God, right. uh, not because of Christians per se, but because I've actually seen the dark side. Sure. I've seen witchcraft, mm. moon worshippers falling while we're walking by. Mm. We've seen exorcisms. I've seen demons walking through my hotel room in California. Yeah. Because I've seen that, and I've also seen miracles. I've seen blind people seeing, deaf people hearing, lame people yep. walking crooked, backs come straight, holes in my own spine. I had a syrinx, medical term, syrinx. I was born with a rare disease. My um, orthopedic surgeon said, I'm like, yeah, I already know I was born with a rare disease. He said, no, <laughs> you have holes in your spine and you're going to have no spine by age 35, 40. And um, God healed it. And the doctor said, it's medically impossible. So you put a gun to my head and say, tell me that God is not real. Kill me. Couldn't care less because I'm a citizen of, pass, uh, citizen of heaven passing through. Um, I know God is real and I know heaven is real today. But back then as a kid, I said, I hate you or tell me why. And in that silence, those voices come. And I had... Triggers, probably not 
the right word, but we all understand the word triggers, yeah. of a situation that continues to happen repeatedly. I was verbally abused, bullied, however you want to say it, at school. Yeah. I um, hated it, hated school, hated them. Sometimes I had the courage to confront them. What my bullies didn't realize was even though I put in a brave face, what they're saying repeated again and again and yeah. again and repeated in my mind, repeating yeah. my mind, repeating my mind, where then I conclude my future. And I know the term, it's hard to have forward thinking, to imagine your life without that in your life. And you repeat it on that cycle yeah. and therein you conclude you'll never get out of here. The bullets are flying. Yep. I'm in the kill zone. Yep. I'll never get out of here. This is where here. I am. This is where I am. This is where I'm ever, always yep. going to be. Yep. I'm never going to get married. Even if I got married, I can't even hold my wife's hand. Even if I had kids, I can't even hold my kids when they're crying. No one understands me. Never met another limbless child out there. I am alone. I am forgotten. There is no hope for me. I might as well just check out. And I tried actually to drown myself at age 10 in my bathtub. Told my dad because of my chronic back pain, I used to soak in warm water in the bathtub. And that time though, it was a two-year predetermined suicide. Two years. Two years. I'd thought of committing suicide, trying to figure out how to do it. And then I executed it on age 10. And I was trying to figure out how to actually end my life. Because I don't want to go halfway. Yep. You just got to go all the way. Um, and so I came up with some ideas. But I knew that if I could just fill my lungs up with water and drown, it'll be at least 20 minutes before someone comes in. And I calculated that all at eight, age 10. That's crazy. I knew it wasn't going to be jumping off the kitchen counter, trying to snap my neck. I don't want to become a quadriplegic. Yeah. Um, I knew about that. Um. And so when I said goodbye to my dad, shutting the door, that was supposed to be the last time. And the third time I rolled over, God's mercy stopped me where I was at. And he gave me a visual in my mind. I've seen my mom and my dad crying at my grave, wishing they could have done something more. And I realized all they did was love on me. What about them? I get out of my pain but now they undeservingly have that pain yep. for the rest of their life. My brother and my sister. It's one thing worse to have a limbless boy, as bad as that sounds. Yeah, It's a limbless boy who commits suicide. Mm. I can't imagine any of my four children now committing suicide. I can't imagine my dad committing suicide. Right. He's no longer here with us, but right. imagine... And so understanding it, that it's not just – and you say that really well. It's not about you. It's about understanding that there is a way out, yeah. that you don't have to do it alone. Unfortunately, I didn't tell anybody for 11 years that I attempted suicide. Unbelievable. I kept it inside. You kept that to yourself for 11 years. 11 years. I was 21 when I first told my parents. What was their response to that? Um, they were in shock. Tears. And I had to first tell my mom. <laughs> I couldn't do it both at once. It's like, listen, I want you to know you didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, because 
that even even to tell someone that you had been thinking of suicide, yep. right? Some of you have been already thinking. Some of you have already predetermined it. Some of you are just trying to figure it out. Yep. Some of you are doing all this without anyone knowing, but God knows. Yeah. And God knows that you're even watching this very program and yep. hearing our voice to tell you he's watching. He's pursuing you. There's not one soul that he cannot rescue. There's not one mind that he cannot renew. You don't have to stay there. But, Nick, you don't understand. I'm on 24 different medications every day. God's bigger than that. Well, you don't understand. No, I don't. You're right. But don't tell me that my God is not bigger than your problem. That's the decision we have to make. It takes time to believe it before you see it. Now that we've seen it. Yeah. Anyone can say, oh, wow, what an incredible plan God had. The enemy tried to take Nick down. But Jesus saved his life, his soul. And now, even though he hasn't got arms and legs and a miracle, God's caused him now to be even a miracle for at least one person. That's awesome. And if I can help one person, just like you could help one person, wife of a veteran, one husband of a veteran, one child of a veteran, if you decide to stay and say, God, use me, heal me, help me to be your hands and feet. If you can use Nick, you can use any willing heart. I'm willing, If but heal me first. Yeah. If you don't change it, use it. And so he can't change a past. Hmm. So guess what? He's going to use it if you trust him. And so Sorry, that was long, but Jeremy, I want everyone to understand, like, it's not about Nick. It's not about his strength. It's not about anything. And sure, I go to anti-bullying education system talks where I can't say the J word because it's (laughs) a swear word. But I'll tell you, you know, you plant seeds of faith. They go on Google. They go on TikTok. They go to laugh.limbs.org. And it's by far the most important part of my life. And even when I can't say God or Jesus. I do say I am a Christian. Without my faith, I wouldn't be who I am. I'm actually able to talk about my Christian faith more in a Muslim country than the American right. the uh, sad, corporate sector. sad reality. It's disgusting. So, but what I'm trying to say is this, is that when God doesn't change the circumstance and he's put you to this point, it's not him who's given you this pain. So that hatred can't be to him. Right. The devil's real, and I've yeah. seen the demons, and he's the one who tried to take me down. He said, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. What do you think I want? Arms and legs or rest? Money or rest? Yep. We think that we need to have something before we find that rest. (laughs) No, it's who you need. Yeah. (laughs) And it's him. And when you have him, he'll give you what you need. May not always give you what you want or what you need when you think you really needed it. But if you commit your life to God and he's the captain, he's the general. That's awesome. I'm here. Incredible. Thank you for taking the time to to work through that. It changes everything. Let me ask you this question. And this is something that I – It's not to say that I'm not depressed. So I still go through ups and downs. Okay, so this right? that was going to be my next question because this is where people they get sideways, right? They yep. say, "Okay, I gave my life to Christ." Yep. They'll come to a program like ours at Mighty Oaks yep. where they say, "I hate God. Um, I don't want anything to do with God." 
They have a moment, Holy Spirit works in their life. God is the answer. They've seen this illustrated through the testimonies of others. They accept Christ. They begin to move forward. Um, But it's not too long before they have doubts. They have fear that rises up. Some of the old circumstances represent themselves. They go through things. And it's easy to look at someone like yourself or someone who's maybe a little further along in their spiritual journey and say, they made a decision and life has been great since then. They have that peace. They've always had that peace. They've never lost it. It's kind of in vogue in Christianity right now to talk about a crisis of faith or to talk about deconstruction. Both of those concepts, they, they drive me insane, but this is what we're talking about right now, unfortunately, in the larger Christian community. Can you talk about that? So you've made a decision, you're moving forward for Christ, you're going to use your, your life as a testimony, as an example, but it does, that does not mean it comes without difficulty, without trial, without depression, without doubt. How do you process through that and continue moving forward? Yeah, you can't have a house built unless you know the foundation, and the foundation is the rock. Good. Yeah. And so the foolish man built his house upon the sand, the wise man built his house upon the rock. I mm-hmm. couldn't care how big your house is. If it's not built on the rock, it will not stand. Right. And so before we talk about thriving yeah. in a way to say, oh, yeah, one day I'm going to maybe share my story with someone mm-hmm. else to help. Before we talk about that level of thriving, yeah. we want to first talk about the basics. That's I think good. a lot of the church in America has walked away from the basics. You know how many people didn't even know where to start to actually study their Bible on their own without going into a four-wall building? What the heck is that about? And we wonder why kids aren't going back to church, why adults are walking away from church. They haven't been taught. And so what we got to go is back to the basics. And so your relationship with God and writing the scriptures of God and promises on the tablet of your heart, being with him, praying. Now, your prayer life may not look like mine. Yeah. Uh, your worship with God may not look like mine. When I'm in church, I don't actually sing much. My wife, she's like singing, going. She's got her hands up in the air, and you know she's doing the swaying thing and whatever. And I'm like, I'm just happy to be there, you know. And I'm, you know, and I'm happy to be in that. So we're all different, right? And then we all feed though of the word. And so if you don't have a church that's going to be feeding you and moving you forward in your relationship and faith in God and learning more promises of God in a relevant way, and you go to a church. That you think, well, I can just go, you know, Christmas and Easter, light a candle. It's more than just a religion. It is a relationship with Jesus Christ where you get to talk to him just like I'm talking to you. Saying, God, help me today as I read the word. Start in the book of John and ask God to speak to you. Uh, Read John, 21 chapters. Read a chapter a day. It takes about 10 to 12 minutes. Uh, and, and do that 21 days over. Do it three times, and you know what happens when you actually read the Word of God? It actually changes you. It's <laughs> yeah. a promise that as you hear the Word of God, faith comes by hearing the Word That's of right. God. That's and right. so why is it so difficult? Is it because you're so busy? No, it's so difficult. I don't know why. I just can't see. Let me tell you why. Because the demons of hell don't want you to get in front of that that book and see that actually there's the safe zone. There's the refuge. There's the answer. So I pray in Jesus' name that the next time that you're ready to actually go and get that Bible off that bookshelf and open it and read from the New King James Version or NIV Version, you know, whatever, 
read about Jesus. You may not know about a lot about the Bible, but start in John. Read Jesus's life according to the book of John. And um, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ in chapter 9. Uh, I'm not going to tell you why, because it's going to make you go there, right? <laughs> uh, but um, there is one quote there um, of Jesus where it says, it, uh, why was this person born that way? Mm. Um, mm. And Jesus said it was done so that the works of God yeah. were, would be revealed through him. And I realized, wow, mm. we here on this point of saying, yes, I know I need salvation, but God, what's the plan for my life? Uh, if you give me the plan, then I'll trust you. Well, here's the plan. Ready? The greatest thing you'll ever have in your life is to know him. Mm. Commandment number one, love the Lord with all your yeah. heart, might, soul, and strength. Yeah. Okay? He loves you. He's ready to renew you. <clears throat> He'll give you the ability to have an imagination that goes beyond your capacity of imagination of what it looks like not to be where you're at. But you got to put, as Jeremy says, one foot in front of the other. one, Just one step, one step, one step, one step. I have no legs. But God helped a legless man still take a step. That's good. Yeah. And if he can help a legless man take a step, he can help you take just one step today. And so I think that stepping one day at a time in a personal relationship with God is so important. Yeah. And to fill your heart up with sermons i love gateway people it's a youtube channel it's really cool you know it's really cool about you know um the the times that we're living in is revelations i'm not a conspiracy theorist i'm a revelations believer <laughs> one world government we're, baby here we're we seeing are. it unfold around we're us right? it. it's, it's actually it's way more cooler than lord of the rings let me tell you <laughs> um and you see iran and you see yeah. all these wars it's all actually in Revelations. I love uh, Chino Hills, Jack Hibbs. Yep, yep. He's unfolding all that stuff. Yep. You know, he started talking about this years ago, but really to the point of saying in January 2020, watch Russia side along as the jaw yeah. with Iran to go now against Israel. It, it The battle plan's in the book, but we know we already won. And so it's exciting to yep. know that as crazy as and cool as that all is, as crazy as cool as imagining that one day you'll be in heaven and I'll be in heaven, me having arms and legs, me meeting a limbless boy who is now a grown man in heaven with his new arms and legs, him hugging me and saying, thank you, Nick, for helping me believe that this place called heaven was real. Think about that coolness. Like if only one person can come to heaven wow. – that because he didn't change my circumstance, that he's going to use me to help someone else. Same thing with you. You're a veteran. If he doesn't change your circumstance, he's going to use you for another veteran. He's going to use you for another wife or husband of a veteran. He's going to use you for another child of a veteran. Whatever that looks like, or a widow, or a widower, I want you to know that that your purpose, he's got it in his hands. Yeah. And you got to, when you build your house on that rock, with that in mind, with heaven in mind being the roof, then let God build the walls. But take that one step at a time. Does that mean now that you wake up every morning and say, hello, everybody, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Lord? No. There may be something wrong with you if that's how you wake up every morning. Listen, it's, that's right. I'll, I'll tell you right now. Um, I've, I've gone to 77 countries. I've you know hugged over 600,000 people, um, gotten to know thousands of Tens of thousands of stories. 
Not one story is the same. Right. That's right. Yep, that's right. And many people, though, they see the same thing. They're like, but Nick, you're strong. No, I'm not. No, Nick, no, Nick, but, but you're happy. Yeah, I'm happy, but I was depressed 18 months ago. Mm. I mean, the stuff that happened in my life in 2019, not going to sure. get into it. Sure. The stuff that happened in our business because of COVID sure. outside of the ministry in 2020, yeah. uh, it unearthed um, about a need of 10 hours of counseling wherein it was stuff in the past that haunted me. It's not the haunting. It's just you bury it. Yeah. You don't deal with it. It's yeah. behind me. Yeah. I'm just going to move forward. If I really talk about it, then it's going to take me back. That's the fear. Yeah. That's the trigger. Yeah. And so what I realized was I needed help. And that was only 18 months ago. And I'm telling my counselor what happened. And it was basically nine people that betrayed me over the last 20 years. Someone stole money. Someone did that. Someone didn't do this. Someone said this. Someone didn't do that. Someone didn't stand up for me. Lots of stuff. And it took me 10 years to forgive someone. I forgave them. Get this. I forgave them 10 years after the hurt. Mm. I went through counseling only 18 months ago, Mm. which was years after I forgave them. So wait a second. (laughs) They didn't say sorry. I forgave them. So I should be okay. Mm. But here I am, and I need to talk about it again. Um, to then see wounds as battle scars. Yeah. What happened? This is what happened. How did you feel? This is how I felt. What else do you want to say about that? This is what else. And yep. all of a sudden, yep. I gave my permission, gave myself permission to actually believe that's where I'm going. That's good. I'm, 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 I went through this, but I'm not staying here. Yeah. And facing what I'm actually leaving is actually looking back and acknowledging what happened. Acknowledging the fear, acknowledging the depression, acknowledging the abandonment, acknowledging the shame and the guilt or whatever other other emotion you had. Acknowledging that actually connects your heart and your brain again. You know what my counselor said? I'm surprised you're not cynical yet. I made my counselor cry. Yeah. When a counselor cries, I mean, (laughs) they've heard freaking everything under the sun, right? And he cried. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, thanks. Hmm. Looking back, someone saying sorry, then I was there. That person who hurt me that I forgave 10 years after, then went through counseling after 15 years, four weeks ago, finally said sorry. Now put all that in order. Yeah. There is right. no order. You can't you can't make this up and you and then guess what I did? I said, okay, saying sorry, being forgiven, and finding closure, since you're actually talking to me, yep. can we and he said only it in one sentence, at a funeral. Not the place where you say sure. sorry. Sure. But he agreed to talk to me. That's good. And I'm like, I want closure. And he said I would love to try and help you find closure. And sometimes you'll never get closure. Sometimes you'll never get the sorry. And that's one of many people who've hurt me. But that was a deep hurt. And for me, I want you to know, you may not know all the answers until you go up there. Mm. You may not know even just the choice of believing that 
um, God can somehow use you. You may not see that fruit. Don't even make that as, well, when I know one day that God can use me. No, I love him. I trust in him. I know his promises are true. I believe in him, and I know he is the one that's going to give me everything I need. And even when it doesn't make sense, I still will trust him. That's the entire holistic part of being hurt, being caught, being depressed, going through ups and downs. You still will have ups and downs. I mean, I've had death threats on me. I've had death threats on me. We've had car bomb threats. I've had a grenade at my home. I've been kicked out of a bank. I had a lawsuit from Ukraine. There's fake articles that don't longer exist anymore on the internet. There's a lot. You know, when you stand in front of the gates of hell and redirect traffic, it gets hot. Yeah. And you serving to defend our freedom, to defend our constitution, Mm. to defend an invasion of a country that God loves, That is a huge ministry. Huge ministry. When I started talking about pro-life, that's when dominoes fell and the roof fell on me and my family because the devil don't like that. The devil don't like the Constitution of America. The devil don't like a protected nation which actually stands upon biblical truths. And freedom. And freedom. sovereignty given to us by God. That's why you had a target. And not just a target of the bullets, but the spiritual. And this is a spiritual battle. So win the spiritual battle because Jesus already gave you that victory. That's right. Then no matter what, me, 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 the enemy comes at you later. Devil, shut up. Yeah. Get beneath my foot. God gave me a foot because I got a heel. Crush yeah. the head of the serpent. You do that, <laughs> you won. It's so um, it's so helpful to understand that the victory has been won. Yeah. And if your foundation is on the gospel and is on that relationship with God, to then realize that you'll have to go back again and again and again, as you as you mentioned. My dad, who counseled for many many years, said one of the most helpful verses in all the Bible is Ephesians four thirty two. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. That when it comes to being kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving, it's not about you. It's really about what God has done on your behalf through Jesus Christ. And right. to be able to have thoughts and feelings and emotions, we can't we can't divorce ourselves from that. We're human, but we can reaffirm every time those things come up, even as God for Christ's sake has forgiven me, has made me whole, has given me new life. And to come back to that again and again can be a very affirming thing if we allow it to be. Amen. Amen and amen. Please do something different today to take that step closer to God. We got to do something different. It's not like God's going to come now in your room in a cloud. But you got to say something. You got to do something. You got to call that friend and say, listen, I'm struggling. I've been struggling for a long time. Just text him. I, I need help. Um, don't don't be worried. Some of you are actually saying right now, Nick, if I actually tell someone or anyone that I need help, do you know what happens in America? You know this. They take away your gun. Sure. And, and that's a big struggle in the veteran community. It's a, it's a fear. Huge, yeah. It's a huge fear because at this point, that's the only defense mechanism sure. in some aspects. Yeah. 
do not fear. Yeah. For I, the Lord your God, am with you. And I want you to know at Mighty Oaks Foundation, we love you just the way that you are. We will do our very best to listen, to meet you where you're at. But we're here today to tell you the only weapon you need is the name of the Lord. That's good. And it's not to say that your weapon's going to be taken from you and then you'll never get it back. I want you to know you need to go to Mighty Oaks Foundation and go see the stories and the testimonies of men and women and families um, of veterans that have been transformed. You know, transformed means totally brand new. Yeah. Don't you want to be brand new? Yeah. Come to Jesus. And uh, he will help you there. Yeah, I love it. Transform. It's not. It's not being glued back together. Some people think it's that, right? Like I was, like when I break stuff at home and I try to hide it from my wife by just leaning it on something. That's not what we're talking about. That's exactly correct. Yeah. Um, Here's my last question. I, I, I'd like to ask a lot of other questions, but we're in the Hope Center here in uh, in Texas. Beautiful yeah. building, incredible place, and um, just so grateful to be able to spend time with you here. I'm glad that we're a tenant here. The Hope Center, really cool to check out. It's awesome. And hope is a word that is so meaningful, but I think that so many people use very flippantly and don't really understand it. Um, For those who are listening or watching, how do you define hope? Where do we find hope when we just feel so hopeless? Nick, I get everything you're saying. I understand it. I hear it. I believe God has a plan. I get it all. But I'm just without hope. Where do they find hope? You know, I love these couple verses. In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, it says, For I know the plans that I have for you, says God. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The next verse says, Then you will call upon me and pray to me, and you will search for me, and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. So let's go back. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. The word then. Many people miss that word then. Then. When. Then. When someone tells you God's got a plan, then you will call upon me and I will listen to you. And you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Purpose. Hope, meaning to life itself. It's when you realize that there's more to life than just existing or coexisting. Even if you can have a healthy coexistence in your local community, it's more than just coexisting. There's mission. There's commission. (laughs) The Great Commission. Wherein the War of Wars... It's for the soul, for that veteran who's thinking of giving up, or the wife of the veteran who feels like no one understands her. She's all alone. She's misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And if we can just understand our searching for God on a daily basis, for real, it's not a formula, but it's saying, God, I'll... I want an opportunity to know you more today. I'm going to read this 
passage. I'm going to listen to this sermon. Help me. I'm going to start journaling. You know how many veterans are helped by simply getting a pen and paper and just writing letters to God? It's amazing. Again, your prayer life and your worship time don't have to look like anybody else. You may never go back to church. Cool. But come to God. I encourage you to try to go to a church, but come to God now. How do we do that? We say, God, come into my life. Help me. I need your strength. I can't do this on my own. I don't want to be glued together. I want to be brand new. I want to be transformed. Help me. I feel like a cocoon, but I want to fly. I want to fly as fast as one of those birds in the sky that I used to ride in the sky, the Air Force, whatever that looked like for you. I want you to know that I have no arms and legs and I'm flying. Why? Because I've allowed the chains to fall off. It's really interesting. If I believe that Jesus died and I'm chained up, he's unlocked the chains. Yeah. But I got to shake them off. Yeah. One by one. Mm. Now that's daunting to many people. But connect with someone at Mighty Oaks today. Go to their website. Email us. We'd love to talk to you. We'd love to connect with you and let you know that God loves you and he does have a hope, plan, and future. We want to encourage you. We want to be there with you and embrace your family. Maybe consider coming to one of these weeks. Come to the program. Come with whatever preconceived ideas you have. We have no preconceived ideas of you. We look at you. We don't think. We just be. We be real with you. So if you need real hope, Jesus is real and is the only hope that can ever heal your heart. And uh, it's there for you. So seek him. You'll find him. And keep going, my friend. Don't ever, ever give up. You don't know what's around the corner until you go around the corner. So my last piece of advice is take one day at a time. That's good. Nick, thank you so much. Love you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk and for your encouragement. Um, Man, so much there. But for those of you who are listening and or watching, thank you for doing it. Please take some time to not only subscribe to the podcast, but share this episode with others. There are people in your life that need to hear this and need to have this conversation or at least hear it being had to encourage them. So many folks. Uh, I'm asked all the time as a parent, as a a spouse, as a brother or sister of someone who's struggling, what can I do? One of the things you can do is share conversations like this. You don't have to be oppressive. You don't have to be obnoxious. Just say, hey, I heard something, thought you might be interested, and this can be a help to them. So please share that out. And I really appreciate that. For those that have heard about Mighty Oaks today, and maybe this is the first time you've heard about it. If you listen to this podcast, probably not, uh, but maybe it is. Go check us out, mightyoaksprograms.com or mightyoaksprograms.org. Either one will get you there. At the top, there is a place to apply. Our team will get right back to you. doesn't cost anything to attend the program. doesn't cost anything to get there. We'll take care of everything. We just need you to apply, and uh, we'll take care of that for you. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And I'll remind you, like I do every single episode, when the bullets of life are coming your direction, and they do, when the mortar rounds are falling down around your feet, and they will, you only have two choices. You can stay where you are and die. 
You can decide to do that if you want to, emotionally, relationally, spiritually. You can decide to do that. But the better choice is to march. Put one foot in front of the other and move to a place where you can better impact the enemy. Get out of that kill zone. Thankfully, the choice is always yours. What are you going to do? Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at LifeAudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.